This is the RC Roundtable, a casual discussion about all aspects of flying model airplanes. Hello, everyone. This is Lee with the RC Roundtable podcast, and I'm also here with Terry and Fitz. And I wanted to do a little uh, special uh, episode concerning uh, Hurricane Harvey and how has it affected Houston. Now, all three of us have lived in Texas at one time or another, and unfortunately, we lost Terry to New York. Uh, but Fitz and I have been dealing with the storm, and in our previous recorded episode, which took place on Friday before Harvey hit, um, we were a little lighthearted about it. We didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. And if if you were listening to this podcast, and if you have been near a <laughs> TV station or, or internet news site, you you will know that this is probably the most catastrophic weather event that has ever uh, come to Houston or the southeast coast of Texas. I wanted to give us a chance to, to chat with you guys, to tell you our current status, uh, what you may or may not know what's happening down here, and uh, also maybe some a little bit of RC-related stuff at the end. So first off, uh, what I want to state to everybody, and I hope you guys you know give me your feedback, is uh, it is a very serious disaster. I have many of my friends have lost their home. Uh, Houston is underwater, but I will say... We didn't dodge a bullet for myself and Fitz. I think we dodged a cannonball and that we loaded everything up onto our second floor. We put everything on bricks and we were expecting uh, several inches of water in our home. And we posted a couple of pictures or I posted a couple of pictures of my neighborhood. I think Fitz, you did too. Uh, Water was in our neighborhood. We were locked inside. We could not drive out because of the water, but we have been so lucky to report that the water has receded and I am able to drive around the neighborhood. In fact, yesterday I was able to drive up on 290, which is a major highway here in Houston, down to the 610 loop, which is about a 17, 20 mile drive. And we didn't see much damage, but I can tell you right now, a lot of places south of us, uh, especially near the Brazos River, uh, Bayou the Brazos Bayou, um, what, Bayou, I'm sorry, I keep calling it Brazos Bayou, it's Bayou what, Bayou, not Bayou Bend, what's the uh, one just uh, south of I-10? Is that, is that the Buffalo Bayou? Buffalo Bayou, thank you, <laughs> sorry, uh, thank you Fitz for, <laughs> for being here to help me, <laughs> uh, yes, a lot of us are mentally strained right oh, now, yeah. uh, they are, they are so full, and, uh, I'm, it is awful, and I just wanted to make sure we did not make light of this. It is a, a very serious storm, and I'm very concerned about a lot of our friends and family and listeners who, who might be in the area. Uh, but again, for myself, I am safe. Uh, our house is dry. Our neighborhood uh, did very well. In fact, only two homes had any water, and they were right up next to the retention bayou, uh, and it was minimal. So we have done very well, and being the HOA president of my neighborhood, I was very concerned about our our, our homeowners and, and our neighbors, and, and we are very lucky. And unfortunately, to report, right across the street, right across Spring Cypress, and both Fitz and Terry, you know, you know how to get to my neighborhood here. Uh, Spring Cypress is rather long, and just, you know, I don't know, an eighth of a mile. <laughs> it's not far at all. Uh, several homes were, were flooded, uh, some several feet. So we'll be... Luckily, we were working with our neighborhood here to go across the street and help those who are in need. Uh, 
but right now I can tell you I am currently safe, and uh, that's the best news I can tell you. How about you, Fitz? Uh, yes, uh, we fortunately also dodged a cannonball, and it, uh, you know, as I've mentioned many times before, we recently moved to a new location, and one of my main concerns, in fact, before we moved, my wife had actually kind of mentioned this, she says, hey, what about flooding? Because she knows that our new old place, which really wasn't prone to flooding, we had an incident where our street had flooded once during a heavy rainstorm. And so uh, I had known beforehand, before I moved, that it was not in a flood zone. It was pretty high up. I think I'm in a 500-year flood zone. But still, for something like this, you know, there's lots of houses that were not in flood zones that got flooded very severely. Uh, So fortunately, my area uh, was had fantastic drainage. Uh, I I could see water pouring down my driveway like a little mini river. It was just... It was almost white waters coming down a driveway down into. I live on a cul-de-sac, so it came into the cul-de-sac and went down the street. And there were these two large drainage that just sucked up the water like a vacuum cleaner, and uh, it it never got cluttered or anything. So I was really fortunate. Uh, and I also have a couple of retaining ponds or so near me that I you know that you can see, and those held strong. They filled up, but they didn't overflow and didn't cause any additional flooding, best I could tell, at least not in my neighborhood. Uh, that said, there was quite a bit of flooding around my neighborhood, to the point where I was literally trapped in my neighborhood for the most part, unable to get to any of the major highways or even any of the stores, other than one convenience store, which unfortunately had closed. I guess the people who worked there probably couldn't get there. So uh, I was basically for, until literally yesterday, pretty much trapped in my neighborhood and couldn't get out due to the flooding of all the streets and anything other than a giant truck was just not going to get out of get out of there uh, but fortunately we, we always had power and dry so I just sat tight uh, and watched the news and hoped that we'd weather through this thing without any additional damage I think that's uh, an interesting thing that most people I know had power throughout the storm and not that they didn't have a hard time anyway, but I think that really helped people um, get through this, not only because they had TV, but they didn't have to worry about yes, food spoiling yeah. and all the other things that go along with having a power. Yeah, range. I guess because even though the storm was a category four when it hit, it hit pretty far away from us. And basically we just had the, the very, not much for wind. I think it got up to maybe 40 miles an hour at the most. Uh, but I don't really recall seeing much wind damage as I was driving around, just a few bits here and there. But it was it was flooding. It was a storm basically halting right over Houston and sitting there for a good day or so and just dumping rain like you wouldn't believe. To report another uh, one of our co-hosts, our special co-hosts, uh, Ben Warren had, had been on the show about uh, two or three podcasts ago. And he posted some photos uh, on Facebook, and I shared them back to our Facebook page. I hope you get to see them, but he seems to be okay. I know his house is, is pretty high. I've driven up his driveway several times. <laughs> You've got to floor it. <laughs> so he's, he, he's got a really high uh, foundation. So I, I believe his house is okay. He, he weathered pretty well. He wasn't able to get out. Uh, or he knew he wasn't going to be able to get out, so he did save his car. So I, he's, he's, he posted a picture of someone following him because there's no top. <laughs> so he's driving through the rain. This uh, is to, his to, Cobra. This is his Cobra, yeah. Cobra replica, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, so I was like, oh, it's good to know that it's okay. Uh, but he he got that uh, put away in another, another neighbor's house, so I think he's okay. But he quickly, and, and bless his heart, volunteered 
to run with some other boats. And I think he was on a jet ski uh, running in some other neighborhoods trying to rescue people. And again, I, I put photos up on our Facebook page. Please look at them. It's, it is a good example of a, a first person's point of view of the devastation. But it's good to know that Ben is okay. And I'd like to know if there are any other Houston listeners, if you could, uh, and you have internet access, or you know, let us know, uh, email us, or, or post a, a message on, on our page to let us know you're okay. Uh, maybe if you know any other uh, Houston uh, RC people that I might know, or Fitz knows, and so forth, let us know where they stand. I have reached out to our club president to start a little you know, tag, who you know, who's okay, who's who's faring. I was really worried about one of our club members named Ron. He he suffered pretty bad during uh, the tax storm. Um, I think he's in his message. I think what he was telling me is he had a tree that was leaning. So he was taking it down just to make sure it didn't uh, fall on anything, but he, he did confirm that he was okay. So we are reaching out to all of you guys to please let us know you're doing okay. Um, there's more to this show. So, uh, we'll go right into that about what can you do now? If you, if you want to help, you know, what's the next step. And, uh, first off, I, th- I want to share with you guys some, uh, and for me, websites that are going to give you more about what's happening here than you would Fox News, CNN, or other sites. You need to you need to find a local station, and I'm going to recommend Click2Houston.com. It's uh, our KPRC Channel 2 station. I think they're, I mean, all of our stations are good. Please don't get me wrong, but Click2Houston has a lot of information on their front page, including uh, donation links. And... I'm not going to go into it, but I, I, there's always that question of, is your money really going to the right people? I'd like to think that Channel 2 has filtered out ones that are questionable and are really working hard to stick with those that are currently in action here, you know, but they got boots on the ground in Houston trying to help us out. So click to Houston's a great site. Fitz mentioned a, a really good one earlier, and that's Transtar. Houston has a good uh, roadmap service online to check the status of roads. So if you're coming to Houston or if you need to leave Houston or if you're trying to see if you have family here that uh, needs to get around, Transtar has got a great service. They also have cameras and lots of information on the road uh, you know, flooding and so forth. So that's good. Uh, this one, I'm, I'm kind of laughing because it's just, it's one of those, you know, in, insane laughs. Harris County Flood Warning System, and that's uh, harriscountyfws.org, has a map of all the flood monitors in Houston. And it was just crazy to see them all go over top of their banks and just to see the amount of water. Uh, and you, maybe you've seen them, but there's a, go to that website, look at the big map. Um, you can kind of get an, an idea of how much water was dumped here, and this will tell you the status of ours. In fact, I'm looking at mine right now for the club, and it is at a hundred. It's down now to about 160 feet, but it climbed to 163 feet, which I think is the record, um, which puts our club probably four feet underwater. Um, but if you look at some of those creeks and stuff, you'll you'll get an idea of how high the water is. Maybe if you would have mowed like you were supposed to. Oh, man. <laughs> Stopping grass. I just want to also interject that they've upped the estimates that they're saying it's going to approach 20 trillion gallons of water that has dropped on us from the storm. And what was the equivalent in terms of Niagara Falls? Uh, that was two weeks of running Niagara Falls, and that was before they upped the estimate. So that was when wow. it was back, I think, around 9 trillion gallons. They said two weeks Niagara Falls. Now it's 
probably a whole month at this point that they could run Niagara Falls. Yeah, I was there recently, and so I'm trying to wrap my head around that. It's just uh, unfathomable. Another, another thing I saw was that um, it could provide the whole continental United States with roughly uh, two-tenths of an inch of water. Wow. And, and <laughs> not just out your door, every piece of land, every piece of land in the continental United States yeah. with water. I don't know if people can really wrap their head around that either. It was a lot of water in a relatively short period of time. I think the last event, I wasn't here, but Lee, I guess you were for Allison. Yes. And I said, I think they said, we beat, we had more rain in three days than Allison had in five days, something like that. Oh, yeah. It's worse than Allison. This is, uh, as far as I know, I mean, we did not have, and knock on wood, I'm doing it right now, we did not have the death toll as some of the worst hurricanes, uh, like the 1900 Galveston, is that right? Yeah. And then Hurricane Carla. We did not have the death toll because, you know, we have an alert system now. We have technology. It's, thank goodness. But we have lost so many homes. Um, We're just at the beginning. And as someone told me at, at the church that I went to go help out with, it's not today, it's not tomorrow, it's not the next day that we have the biggest problem. It's two weeks, three weeks, two months from now where we need volunteers to stay strong and help out because there are homes that may not lose water for another month or two. That's how much water they're thinking is going to stick around uh, south of the attics and and west of the excuse me east of the Barkers. The last site, uh, website I want to share is uh, something that has kind of gone around with just friends, and it's called SpaceCityWeather.com, and it's a very uh, low key, real quick synopsis of weather. So if you need something quick to read, he does a little, it's a quick blog. Uh, it's very helpful too. And I know my brother likes it a lot and I've been reading it from time to time. And it is, it's good, quick information. So uh, put that on your links as well. Well, I have questions that maybe you guys can answer. Now that the water is starting to recede and for some people anyway, that the danger has passed, what are the long-term problems that could pop up? Whether it's mosquitoes or mold or whatever. Well, there's probably a multitude. Uh, first, gas prices are going to go up for a while. Don't know how bad refineries were hit. Uh, we're seeing that here. Already. Yes. Um, yes, like I said, mold, probably contamination of the water system is a concern. Obviously, contractors are going to be in very, very short supply. Uh, and also, along with that, fraud and that kind of stuff is going to be making the news as well, I'm, I'm sure. Uh insurance uh the apparently the the federal flood insurance organization is already in a bad spot even before this hit and this is just going to make it worse as far as financially for them uh so there's all kinds of implications of course it's going to be years to come i think there was a bridge that collapsed somewhere so the roads are going to be damaged no doubt in lots of places that have to be inspected buildings office spaces will have to be so real estate is also going to take a big hit you know, these people, their house is flooded. Where are they going to go? They're going to have to go to hotels, rental apartments, that kind of stuff. You know, I saw a lot of nice houses, very nice houses that had basically their first whole first floors were gone, you know, flooded completely. Uh, so there's a lot of families. I think they said something like um, roughly 200,000 families have been affected or people, something like that. Uh, at, at minimum. minimum yeah. I, I, I know that number is going to Oh, sure. To this climb. was early estimates. Uh, so you get, those are 
displaced people? Displaced, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Dallas is taking a lot. It's interesting. During Katrina, Houston got a lot of influx from New Orleans. Now Dallas has, has been uh, gaining a lot of uh, refugees, evacuees. And in fact, my sister-in-law lives up there, and they're starting to see a, short of ga- a shortage yeah, of gasoline. Yes. Uh, and they're not able to keep Oh, up. yeah. Speaking of gasoline, cars. People's cars got flooded. Car dealerships, they got flooded. Uh, the, the car market is just going to be um, completely mad for a while as well. Yeah, and you'll have to be careful about buying a flooded car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I certainly don't want to turn this into like what Fitz and I have been watching 24-7 on the news, just over and over and over bad news. And I'll tell you, I've been popping pain, you know, uh, pain meds because I my head has just been reeling from this and it's really uh, affected my health. I'm, I'm trying to get out. We did actually get out to go eat dinner last night, which was very helpful. I know a lot of families uh, have been posting on some uh, next door apps. I'm not sure if you guys use that of like uh, what places are open and and luckily there are a lot in our area, but we certainly need to help those who are in need. Uh, another, uh, you asked a question about like what what are we seeing? What 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 do we need? Uh, I wanted to mention that uh, I ran into a good friend of mine who. Uh, we met last night and he said that he went to the grocery store and they were out of eggs, out of milk. Uh, water was very, was going fast and there was no meat, no frozen meat. So I'm not sure how, how it's going to look for the next few days, but I encourage people if they're trying to help and if they are, are seeing, you know, they can bring some, ask uh, some of their donation services if they're looking to receive that and ship it here. I don't know. I will say HEB, which is one of the largest uh, grocery stores in our area, has been posting their trucks up and down the road, you know, resupplying a lot of their stores and helping out. So that's a really good sign. And as I said, uh, it seems like some of them, some of the highways are are passable. So at least we can get stuff in and out. But right now, I don't know what's going to happen. And let's say in two weeks from now, I'm hoping we do a podcast and can follow up. But I'm really concerned, as you know, as Fitz said, the mold that's going to infect all these people's homes. I'm going to go try to help my friends recover some of their belongings. But I kind of want to know what the health issues might be for for us in the next few weeks. Yeah, it'll be, unfortunately, very interesting to see what happens. Um, Really just have to go do the best we can with the circumstances. Well, as I said, if you can donate, please do. Uh, try Click to Houston. There's a huge pay, uh, link on the top of their page. I'd be very leery of, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 it's just something I think about. And I don't know about anybody else, but you, you hear all these things on TV or in these MTV relief funds. And I, I don't, I've never been involved in a disaster this bad and had to receive funds. I sure hope I can see it happening. I'd like to know that people are getting money to help recover. I've, I don't. I don't see it yet, so I'm just very nervous for those folks that were putting money into some kind of donation service that's not getting to them. So if you guys know of a, a, of a donation organization that is very legit, respectable, and you think that's the one we need to use, let us know. I mean, we'll certainly post it if, if we can. Um, but I, I don't know what else we need right now. As Fitz said, we're going to be short of contractors because guess what? A lot of the contractors who lived here don't have a home. And they'll probably be working on their homes and their friends and their co-workers' homes first. And so we're going to need a lot of teams to come down and stop, start building. <laughs> but you just I just realized, Fitz, how many boats have you seen? Oh, I mean, just talk about the number of boats this town has turned into, you know, a huge <laughs> arena. It's funny. Um, 
my wife, she mentioned that it looked like there's a place in Vietnam that it's a, it's a whole floating market. It's just people on boats selling things. She said it looked like a floating market back where she came from. Uh, did you see the picture where there was a, a street and it was just a traffic jam of boats? A flooded street, and it was just boats as far as you could see. It's just absolutely amazing. I had never seen anything like it. It was surreal. Boats, boats, boats. <laughs> there was an airboat out in front of our neighborhood because right down the street is a, a creek that's always impassable when it rains. Always. It's called Little Cypress Creek. And it kind of blocks us from getting to 249 fit, so we can't. Uh. The 249 was open. Um, but there were boats up and down there. And, in fact, we needed boats across the street in that neighborhood I told you about earlier, to get to people's houses so they could get on the boat, come to the road, and then be rescued by larger trucks. And when we went to the church, there was a huge gathering of boats and trucks and police officers at a shell station that were following out to flooded areas where the boats would go out, bring people to shore, and the big trucks would bring them back to the shell station. And then they'd be you know, sent somewhere. And uh, the church, I'm going to mention my church just because it, it was amazing and... and it was heart-wrenching and heartwarming at the same time. But uh, Good Shepherd United Methodist Church on Mason Road and 290 is a uh, evacuee center. And I was out there helping them set up tents in the gymnasium so families with kids could have some privacy. There were cots everywhere. But it was so, there was so much compassion at this facility that they were turning wow. away volunteers. And there was so much food and stuff donated, they had to say no more wait till like the berry center opened or another facility opened and, and and transfer it we were so desperate to help but we couldn't do anything but i'm going to say this again because i keep repeating it let's stay uh, diligent and and please don't give up because we're going to need people to help in the next few weeks uh, right now we're all wanting to do something but it's in two weeks and three weeks when you know people have to go back to their job you know or kids are back in school where they're going to need other hands on deck uh, to help out could agree more so terry what are do you, what are you seeing in the news what are the stations telling you up in new york well i don't really watch tv so my exposure has been facebook and twitter and those types of things and I don't know. I think I'm probably not the right person to ask because I lived there for so long. It's it's not a foreign thing to me to, to see what they're talking about. Um, it's still abstract to see so many of these places underwater. But I don't know. Um, it's pretty bad. I've heard from a lot of my friends who lost houses or lost cars or had to evacuate. And then, thankfully, there were also lots of friends who weren't affected as drastically, but everybody's been affected in some way. Yeah, have you kept in touch with some friends when you used to live in Clear Lake? Oh, yeah. yeah I've tried to touch base with as many as I could, and the results are all across the board. So it's really um, just random. Fitz, do you want to give us an update with NASA in that area? Yeah, NASA has been closed. They've um, it kind of had a back and forth early in the week, and then they just decided to close it for the entire week, and it won't be open until after Labor Day. Well, that's uh, for the general workforce. Mission Control had a, a ride-out crew who was basically camped out. Yeah, yeah, they had basically mission essential people that could go in, but that was it. They made it very clear that unless you're a sort of Mission Control, mission essential person, don't go, don't even go near it. Uh, they reported that they had something like 42 inches of rain there, uh, and they're still waiting for all the building inspectors to come in and whatnot. 
also the the town right next to them nassau bay is experiencing problems with the water treatment plant and so they're having sewage issues i don't know if that affects the center or not but it basically borders right on the center so uh it's likely that that may be an issue as well it's one reason why i haven't gone back to work is because they said they can't open the building uh, so there's some implications of the plants that have been submerged and drowned and that kind of stuff so um that's another you mentioned earlier about some of the implications of this uh, just yesterday, uh, I saw a helicopter flying around, and I noticed, hey, it's one of the local news channels. So I ran inside, and it was showing live video, basically, of my neighborhood. And right south of my neighborhood is another, apparently, water treatment plant that was underwater, and I had no idea it was even there. So there's, um, this is going to take a while to even assess all the damage that's been done. So and and uh, and that's really what they're going to do. Hopefully, I'll get an update. The next few days but so far it's it's closed now your previous house is still your house do you know how it fared i don't know exactly i haven't been able to get there i think today would be the first day i'm actually able to to go there if i want to um, i did have another person look in on it uh during the storm and it, it lives in the same neighborhood and they said things looked okay over there so i'm not terribly worried um i'm going through a rental company and they're they sent out a couple of emails saying that their offices were flooded, but they would try to, they're all electronic, so they process any claims, uh, any um, issues, they let the homeowners know. And so far, I haven't heard anything. And uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that nothing has happened. I want to chime in real quick. My wife just sent me a link, and this is... This is interesting. I, maybe we can uh, see if other people are doing it. But her old neighborhood where she grew up, Nottingham Forest, which is off of Memorial and Beltway 8, um, their homeowners association has created a wish list on Amazon for supplies for their homeowners. And so they're asking people, if you can't get here, if you can't do anything, perhaps you can purchase stuff on their wish list and it'll be delivered to the HOA office and then they'll deliver it to be distributed to homeowners. Which is, you know, instead of donating money and not sure where it's going, you can actually buy something substantial and, and give it to them. So, you know, check around, see if any other communities uh, in Houston are doing this Amazon wish list or do a search for it. And if that's something you feel like you want to do, I'm, I'm looking at some of the stuff here. They're actually looking for uh, saws and, and I knew this was going to be a huge thing, respirators. In fact, I was going to go try to get some today. Uh, breathing masks, uh, shop vacs, kills extension cords, uh, the, you know, basic uh, demolition supplies too, uh, water filter units, water filtration units. So um, I think that's that's a great, great, uh, another option to reach out to people. One lucky, lucky benefit we have right now is we are in the calm of the storm, or it is beautiful outside. We've got 80 degree weather. It has been scorching here right up to the hurricane. And it is actually somewhat pleasant outside, and it looks like we won't have rain for another week, which, boy, is what we need. So we're very lucky that the weather is going to give us a little bitty break, and hopefully the rain that comes might be very minor. Wash off some of the debris from the roads, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw a bunch of debris and remnants of uh, litter and whatnot. Ants? Oh, yeah. You saw the fire ants? <laughs> have you seen photos of oh, those floating man, ants? Yeah. Those nightmares. Yeah, do not go swimming in this. No. Do not send your kids out to, no. 
this is not no and and you don't even want to talk about my pool my pool is totally gone so i have to start from scratch uh, but yeah this is an awful water so it but like i said a light rain might be a little benefit but uh, let's hope it's just light uh, one other thing I wanted to mention was about our flying fields. Uh, I'm sure our, our club is underwater. We've dealt with this during the tax storms last year. A lot of our benches floated away. And uh, SCOBY, which is in Barker's Reservoir, I mean, it's it, it's prone to flood. They know it's going to flood. But we're talking 8 to 10 feet of water, most likely, at SCOBY, which means their new clubhouse is gone. And they did do a donation drive to get a new one. And that's, you know, they're starting from scratch. Um, relatively uh, nice to say is that the structure of their uh, the, the runway, the it's concrete. They've got metal awnings. Those usually are always intact. They usually do fare pretty well. But you know the unfortunate uh, clubhouse is going to be gone. Yeah, it's unfortunate. They they just got that clubhouse and are celebrating the opening of it. Well, I did reach out to the AMA just to inquiry about uh, recovery, you know, helping us out. I know there are going to be other fields, you know, just like the one down the street, Space uh, Space City, uh, you know, just down from Northwest RC that's going to be devastated. And I did get a nice email back. Um, let me pull that up real quick. Is it Joyce Hagar? H- Hager? Excuse me for a second. My Joyce Hager. That's, I hope that's how I'm pronouncing it. And she's part of AMA uh, Fields, she, on the Committee for Fields. She said that they will currently pay up to $500 to help clubs get back on their feet. And depending on the amount of damage, they might include more. So uh, if, you are, if you are aware of any club in Houston that's been damaged and is underwater and needs help, please reach out to the AMA and, and ask for help. You know, anything will, anything will do, you know help you get new benches and and new stands that's that's a huge benefit that you don't have to put on the burden of of pilots who may have lost something or or you know just want to get back into the air for a flight or two and <laughs> speaking of which y'all uh there was a photo of me on our facebook page of me boating with my son well it was and i want to lead this into fits you know it is it is boring to sit in your house and watch the news and wonder if your house is going to flood so when it had a little break outside. I'd grabbed a little RC boat and my son and I went out there and it was probably the first smile we had in a while. And it was good to, to let off some mental steam. Uh, I was hoping to get some footage up in our area with my little quadcopter, but it was so windy. Uh, it, it just wasn't possible. But Fitz, you got some footage and you actually just posted one recently. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, I took some footage several days ago. Um, I think there was a, a small lull in the storm, and I wanted to check on the retention ponds in that area to see how they were faring, because that was my concern. And since it kind of cleared up, I said, well, let me grab the quad real quick and see what the area looks like. And so I, I knew there was an um, uh, advisory in the area but from the FAA, but it wasn't a TFR. So I decided I'll, I'll pop up kind of low, just take a quick flight. There, were, there weren't any rescue helicopters in the area. So um, so I just popped up and I saw how flooded all the bayous were, were almost near peak. And uh, I, I discovered there's a neighborhood right next to me that had no idea was there. And several houses there were, were quite flooded. Uh, I guess through Clear Creek, I believe it is. Um, it flooded and flooded those houses. And I could see some streets nearby that had flooded in uh, near school and stuff so it was a real interesting uh video i was able to take real quick and i posted it up on my uh, website uh of course unfortunately now there's a tfr so there's absolutely no flying now for uh, model stuff so did it make you feel better or worse once you saw what was around you uh i kind of well uh, uh, i don't know um 
it, it felt good that my neighborhood wasn't flooded. I didn't really see any spots in my in my subdivision that was flooded. Uh, it kind of made me um, solemn in that you know the difference between flooding and not flooding can be very very close. You know, feet, yards, that kind of stuff, and it's really. Um, I think inches in some yes, spots. Yes, very much so. I mean, people had it right up to their doorstep, and then it would recede. Yeah. So, so. it's just very uh, solemn, and you can hit the realization that you, know, you can be very lucky just by a fate of nature or geography. Quadcopter footage is helpful because as you know, as the storm was here, we couldn't see anything. So every time there was a little break, if someone did post something on YouTube, you were eager to see what yeah. was in the surrounding area. But now that, you know, the, the channel, the news copters are up, you're, you're seeing a lot more. They're able to zoom in real tight and stuff. But there, there are some areas I just never thought would have flooded. And, you know, people just throwing up their quads real quick, doing a quick 360 and landing, it does give you a, a scope. And I wish I could have gone down to Telgi and Spring Cypress, which always floods, because now that we are able to drive over there and you can see how much wider the creek is because of all the erosion that's taking place, I can't imagine what it was like when it was running over the Yeah, uh, one other thing. Uh, I just found out today, somebody sent me a link, that apparently a couple of days ago, quite a few of the hospitals in the areas were asking for quadcopter pilots to come out and survey the roads nearby so they could direct rescue vehicles and uh, supply trucks to their uh, places and scout out which roads were flooded and which ones weren't, real time. Uh, I didn't know they were doing this. I just found, even though I belonged to one of the quadcopter groups in the, in the Houston area, apparently it didn't, the word didn't get spread out that far, but um, I thought that was interesting. Well, I think there was, some, there was some controversy because the Red Cross was asking for drone pilots too, and whether people were, were 107 certified and all that, I think there was concern that they weren't coordinating um, with helicopter efforts, so that was my concern too. It was like, you know, uh, how do you coordinate this? Are you looking for commercial or or not? And and or is this just the help, the hospitals going? Somebody in the hospital going rogue? Say, hey, we just we need some quadcopter guys. To... It, it, right, not knowing the bigger implications of that. So I don't know how it all filtered out, but yeah, I know there was some talk yeah. about it on Facebook. But I, I thought it was kind of iffy, anyways, because for the most part, the weather's been awful for trying to fly a quadcopter into the last day or so. It's been really windy, rainy. It's just been uh, not good for trying to fly in that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think during operations it was a it was a no brainer. You weren't going to fly, but I think like during the storm or during lulls, I think they were necessary because this was a, a catastrophic catastrophic event and people needed to know where they could go and you just couldn't do that at ground zero. So uh, I'm I'm not going to. Uh, condone the quads flying and trying to get video back and I would have done it just because we needed to know how bad Spring Cypress was but now that we had copters in the air now that we have uh, the new copters there is no need to be flying anymore so hopefully people are, are following that and and we just still got to do a, a be in, we were in recovery mode for a while and then maybe you can get back up the air and, and check out some of the devastation. Well, this went a lot longer <laughs> than I, I, I meant, but I, I certainly appreciate everybody uh, taking the time to listen to the show. We really wanted to get our voices heard about what we're experiencing, and we certainly hope this doesn't happen to anyone else ever. Um, but if we learn about some 
uh, donation services. If we hear about uh, things that are really working out to help these people recover, we're going to pass it along to you. And we hope that you provide or, or donate because there are a lot of our fellow RC or friends here that I'm sure have lost all their gear. And maybe something we can do to reach out is to see if any of those need need some new gear. And I'm I'm for one happy to donate something to someone who wants to get back in the air and enjoy this hobby of ours, which is why we're here in the first place. So. Thank you again. I'm I'm Lee. Anything else you guys want to follow up with, Terry or Fitz? Yeah, I've got something from a few things you've said here, plus uh, conversations we've had offline. I feel like you're having a little bit of survivor's guilt, and maybe you feel bad about enjoying yourself in any way. I think it's okay. You can still smile, even though there's stuff, bad things going on around you. So... If that were the case, hospitals would only have Russian soap operas. You know how they say the first uh, way to cure yourself is to admit you have a problem? And <laughs> I, I will say, Terry, you saying that, I, I do feel survival guilt. I mean, I do. I feel bad for several of my friends who no longer have a home. And I know that I really want to help them. And I know there's nothing I can do right now because they can't do anything. But I know that in the coming weeks, it's probably going to creep up and really hit me hard that, you know, I do have a, a roof and so forth. But I hope that, again, trying to get out to the listeners, I hope that you guys help out those who are in need. We all need to we need to save this city and save this state because we're we're pride. Texas pride. That's what we've been hashtagging a lot. Fitz? I've got nothing to add on that. Uh, just, just uh, you know. Don't worry, be happy, hakuna matata, life goes on. Do the best for your family and yourself and um, and go from there. That's all I can say. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. We'll have hopefully an episode in two weeks, and hopefully it's on a much lighter note. <laughs> but y'all be safe, and, uh, and please keep us, uh, keep us informed on how things are going, and if you have any news to share, put it on our Facebook page. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.